Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 5th of August. A 27-year-old man from Sydney's southwest has become one of Australia's youngest COVID victims. New South Wales Chief Health Officer Kerry Chan says Odalaska was being checked on daily and was on day 13 of his COVID infection. He did complain of feeling a little fatigued, but the deterioration happened suddenly. We are aware that with COVID you can get sudden deaths and I think that is important to understand that your health status can deteriorate and you can have sudden deaths with COVID infection. A person who was with Aoud at the time has been left traumatised. They've been taken to hospital and are COVID positive. It was the second of two deaths the state recorded yesterday, a woman in her 80s from Sydney's inner west also passing away from COVID. New South Wales recorded 233 new COVID cases yesterday. It's believed more than 100 of those were in the community while infectious. Top health authorities are warning apartment complexes and workplaces are still a major source of transmission. Infectious diseases expert Dr Norman Swan telling the project contact tracers just can't get on top of the virus. They're clearly not keeping up. That's not the fault of the contact tracers. They're doing a a, a fantastic job because their fingers are in the dike holding back the flood but they're, they're not doing the job that they need to do which is really getting onto it within a day or two. Meantime, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has admitted some Year 12 students across Greater Sydney might not return to face-to-face learning as planned on the 16th of August. An update is expected in the coming days. To Queensland now, where the Chief Health Officer is warning they may have to extend the state's lockdown. There were 17 locally acquired cases of COVID yesterday, with only two in isolation while infectious. Of most concern is a reef pilot in Cairns, whose case is not linked to the Indrapilly cluster. Dr Jeanette Young says it will take a massive effort for restrictions to be eased on time, with this outbreak the biggest since the first wave last year. It'd be really good if we could lift it. That's a big challenge, though, when I look at other states and how long it's taken before they could lift their restrictions. If we don't do something really, really, really special in Queensland, we'll be extending the lockdown. Meantime, in Victoria, a new case of COVID has state health authorities on alert after Victoria recorded no new infections yesterday. A teacher from Altaqua College west of Melbourne has tested positive to COVID with all staff, students and household contacts told to isolate and get tested. Coles in Yarraville has also been listed as a Tier 2 exposure site and we'll have more details from our reporter in Melbourne shortly. And as millions remain in lockdown, now more than ever, Australians are reaching out for help. Lifeline received more than 3,000 calls on Monday alone, the highest number of calls in the organisation's 58-year history. Chairman John Brogdon says help is always available. At this time, it's okay not to be okay. These are extraordinary times and people should not suffer in silence. So there is a silver lining to the cloud of our calls going up, and that is that people are reaching out. And if you or someone you know needs help, you can call Lifeline, and that number is 13 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to Victoria where more than 2,000 students and 300 staff at a college west of Melbourne are now in isolation after a COVID scare. A teacher at the Altaqua College has tested positive for the virus and may have been infectious while working since last Wednesday. Our Melbourne reporter James Lake says the latest outbreak comes as the state government reveals plans to step up the vaccine rollout for students. Authorities have been aware for a while now, Tash, how quickly the Delta variant can spread and especially among young people. And this isn't the first school in Victoria or Australia to be impacted. Now, just this morning, our state government has flagged plans to take COVID jabs straight to the classrooms. Australia's expert immunisation panel is set to approve the Pfizer jab for all kids aged 12 to 15 within weeks. Once the green light is given, it's hoped all Victorian teenagers 12 and up will be able to get at least one shot before the end of the school year. To WA now, where a new COVID case has been detected in Perth with investigations underway. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. Tasha, FIFO worker, has returned a weak positive test for COVID-19 and then a negative result. Testing capacity has been increased as it's not clear if he's been infectious in the community for weeks. Officials are yet to determine how he contracted the illness. It's possible he picked it up after being at Perth Airport last month at the same time a man arrived from Queensland. That man later tested positive after being sent back to Brisbane. And to complicate it even further, the FIFO worker had COVID last year, so it's not clear if he's actually a shedder of the virus. The list of exposure sites is growing, but the Premier says there's no need for a lockdown or any restrictions for now. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The High Court has thrown out a decision that was going to deliver regular casuals a hip pocket windfall. Yes, the federal court had approved what was called double dipping when it ruled a casual minor worker was entitled to annual leave and other permanent entitlements on top of his 25% casual loading because he had full-time rosters scheduled up to a year ahead. But the High Court has thrown this decision out, which saves employers a cool $39 billion. And Peter, also making news today, Beijing's crackdown on its own big businesses has cost one CEO, wait for it, $19 billion. Incredible, isn't it? China's Tencent is now bigger than Facebook. It's a social network providing music, web portals, e-commerce, mobile games, internet service, payment systems, smartphones and online games. But its CEO, Pony Ma, has lost $19 billion in the value of his shares as Beijing leaders seek to reduce the power of monopolies like Tencent and Alibaba. Jack Ma of Alibaba lost $3.8 billion in his fight with China's regulators. And Peter, talking about monopolies, the CBA boss has taken aim at Apple and Afterpay, and it could be that these big tech companies are a threat to our big banks. Well, recently the CEO of ComBank, Matt Common, has criticised Apple and Afterpay, which operate online payment systems that take away business from the banks. With the restrictions of the coronavirus speeding up our access to finance online, as we use nearly no cash nowadays, finally big banks are regulated, but their new rivals are not and Matt Common would want to change that. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers.
time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, such a sensational performance overnight from Peter Boll. He came so desperately close to winning a medal in the 800-metre race last night. But we do have another Aussie in medal contention today. Yes, good morning. Tash can certainly hold his head high, Peter Boll. He was actually leading at the halfway mark, setting the tempo in the 800-metre final. Our first Aussie male athlete into that in 53 years, just fading over the last 60 to 100 metres or so and missed bronze by less than a second. But a phenomenal effort from him. We mentioned before, only took up athletics at 16 years of age. Here he is on Channel 7. Put myself in every chance. I think the only thing I regret is the last 100 tightening up a little bit. Other than that, we came here to win and that's what I did. I tried to win it. We came short, but we're in the Olympic final and there's more to come. And Spag Bowl for Peter Bowl took off on uh, Twitter last <laughs> night. It was a bit of fun. Now, you mentioned the other uh, athlete in medal contention. That's Ash Maloney sitting second in a silver medal position at the halfway mark of the men's decathlon. He is battling sore knees at the moment. Let's hope that he can get through. Uh, yesterday, Will Ryan and Matt Belcher claimed gold in the sailing as we expected. We also collected bronze in track cycling, the team pursuit and marathon swimming as well. The Opals basketball campaign is over, though, Lou losing a Team USA by 24 points in the quarterfinals. To the NRL now, Brett, and it's shaken up its fixture yet again due to the ongoing situation with Brisbane's lockdown and COVID crisis. Yes, all games bar one for round 21 this weekend have been moved from Brisbane uh, to the Gold Coast as uh, lockdown measures continue across parts of the southeast of Queensland. Crowds will also be banned from all matches still and fans who have purchased tickets will be refunded. Tonight's Broncos clash with the Knights had already been moved from the sunny coast to Brisbane. That will still be at Suncorp Stadium tonight. Coach Kevy Walter says the squad is looking forward to finishing the season on a positive note. From what I've seen from them in the last month, apart from that 20 minutes against the Tigers, is we've been very consistent, so I'm expecting more of the same. You know, I, I get a feeling amongst the group, the way they're preparing for games, that there's a lot more stability across them. They're certainly training at, at a higher standard. The Knights actually play the Broncos twice on the run home. They win tonight. They will be in the top eight. That may change across the course of the weekend. And joyful scenes at NRL hubs overnight as players and officials were reunited with their families following their hotel quarantine stint, but they've come out of quarantine and into lockdown, but at least they get reunited with their their loved ones. Yeah, indeed. And to the AFL now, Brett, and a Crows veteran is under investigation for an alleged racial slur in a reserves game. Yeah, this involves a Taylor Walker, who's actually the former uh, Adelaide captain, uh, having a strong season with the Crows uh, for most parts of it. This actually happened in an SANFL game. It was a racial slur, alleged racial slur, directed at an opposition player. It was apparently overheard by officials and players who have reported that to the AFL, so they're looking into that at the moment. This was uh, Adelaide playing North Adelaide in that competition. It was actually the final match before South Australia went into a COVID lockdown, and we understand it involves uh, Robbie Young, who uh, was playing for St Kilda a couple of years ago and is now at North Adelaide. So we'll see what comes out of that. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. The Duchess of Sussex has announced how she is marking her 40th birthday. In a video which has now gone viral, Meghan Markle chats with fellow US actress Melissa McCarthy about the important milestone, the pair joking they already have matching tattoos. Because I'm turning 40, I'm asking 40 friends to donate 40 minutes of their time to help mentor a woman who's mobilizing back into the workforce. Over two million women in the US alone and tens of millions around the world have lost their jobs due to COVID. And I think if we all do it and all commit 40 minutes to some sort of active service, we can create a ripple effect.
And you can find out more details about the program on the Archwell website. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day, stay safe, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.